Hi, I'm Hannah Durden and you're listening to the Outdoors Group podcast. This podcast is a call to arms to get children and young people outside again. It's your one-stop shop for all things outdoor, child, young person and education related. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Andy Dunstan and Dawn Williamson from the Wheeled Access Group in Devon. They're both moorland guides and they work to develop routes on Dartmoor that are accessible to people using mobility scooters and also lead guided walks on these routes. Andy and Dawn kindly agreed to join me today to talk about the work that WAG do and the importance of making Dartmoor accessible to as many people as possible. Thanks for joining me today, guys. Hi, Hannah. Thank you. And so Beth. The best place to start, I reckon, is by asking how the Wheeled Access Group came about. So what's its history and how long has it been running? Right. Um, There was a Dartmoor walking festival in 2017 and somebody pointed out that there were no walks for people using mobility scooters. So Simon Dell, who organises the walking festival, asked if any moorland guides were interested in joining some people from disabled ramblers in looking at getting accessible walks for the 2018 walking festival and that's how it all started oh, brilliant i think our first i think our first walk dawn looking back through the records was um november 2017 at Belva. yep sounds about right and then so we six did one, years now yeah so six years and then we did one well, i think we did two that month we did a second one from peter Tavy to white tour but um that's when it all, yeah, I think that's when we first started to join the um, the dots together, really. Oh, brilliant. And uh, over those last six years, kind of how popular has it been? Do you get lots of people kind of coming? How, how does it kind of work? We have a core group of people, which now is 13 people in mo- who use mobility scooters, plus a few um, carers, partners, supporters. Um, and we go out and recce the walks because as a group, we know what each other is capable of doing. So we don't open these up to other people until we get to know their competencies. So we have that core group. And then we also invite um, anybody else to join us during the walking festival. And on um, every other month, we hold a, what we call a public walk where the people are invited to come and join us. I guess, Dawn, we, we go out sort of solo sometimes to try and recce a route, a pre-recce it before we take our group out, don't we? Yes. I mean, so sometimes it could take two or three separate individual recce's to find a or link a route together so that we can then test it with the mobility scooters. Um, not always the case, but some of the more difficult routes, certainly. Have you both got quite a good kind of knowledge of Dartmoor um, from your kind of Moreland Guides work, I'm guessing? So you kind of got a good starting point usually of where might be a good place to go. It's getting better all the time. I mean, I think <laughs> just you, you keep filling in bits of the jigsaw and you and and you, you look at another area and you think, well, is there anything there? It's potentially we can we can get on and create a walk out of. Um, and and it's surprising, you know, how often that comes up. Trumps you go out. I go out with a dog and eventually we'll we'll find a a route where we didn't think there was one but um yeah it's it's you know there are um if we on occasions you you get out there and and there really isn't a a sensible route through uh you only need a you know a minor a a gateway or a drainage ditch to prevent you from moving any further so it's um it's very hit and miss yeah also members of the group have often been to certain areas by themselves 
and they'll come back and suggest, you know, this is a good route, perhaps we should try it out altogether. So the ideas come from all sorts of different places. Do you kind of keep a record of all the routes that you're doing so you can come back to do them again? Yes, yes. we do. <laughs> Sorry, Dawn. I think we've got about 80, 80 plus routes on our spreadsheet, Dawn, haven't we? Something like that, yes. A lot of them, several will start at the same place and then just go in, in, a, in a slightly <coughs> different direction. Yeah. But yes, we, we have, a, have a good list of it now. Well, that's good. Um, and what are some of the challenges of accessing Dartmoor for those with mobility issues and disabilities? Like you mentioned just then, like drainage ditches and styles, but I'm guessing there's quite a few different um, challenges and kind of what do you do to overcome them? Is it just a case of routing to a different route? I think it, it I mean, it starts from, uh, particularly when you've got new members, it starts from home, really. Have they got transport to get the mobility scooter to the venue? Yeah. Um, have, have they got, a, uh, you know, a, do they need a, a carer or a friend to come with them? Um, so, you know, before you get out the door, there are issues that they need to overcome to, to, to join in, really. Um, and I think that potentially plays through with the lack of some of the getting new members on board. Uh, they have difficulty getting the mobility scooter to the venue, which, um, you know, which is difficult to overcome. Yes. So the physical barriers are things like um, styles, which um, can be replaced with um, a gate and you can have gates which are more easy to access and we have been working with some of the land managers particularly the national park and they have changed some of the gates um, erosion gullies you can have a nice grassy track and then all of a sudden come across a gully which a scooter can't get across um, banks and um, cars with um, big cambers on that's also another issue that we we've learned I mean, Andy and I, we're able-bodied and we have had to learn a lot about what people um, actually can and cannot do. It's been a huge learning curve for us to understand um, what, the, what people using mobility scooters have to go through to be able to get out onto them all. Yeah, because I hadn't thought about the vehicle. You must have to have special kind of cars or vans to be able to get the scooter into the back of it, presumably. Yeah, very often they, they, I think most of the group have probably got vans. There's, there's one or two with a trailer, um, but the van is the more practical vehicle. Uh, you obviously need that room to get the, uh, the scooter in and out of and, and carry you to and from. So um, that's the preferred option, I think. And then presumably they might, as you said, might need assistance from a friend or a carer helping to get that yeah. tramper out onto out of the car anyway. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, we don't. The other issue is potentially disabled toilets. Um, you know, they've, they've got a good knowledge of, of where they are on the moor, so um, not many <laughs> toilet blocks at all on the moor. No, exactly, exactly. Um, but that that can be another issue. Um, so um, yeah, but with the, I mean, the group um, are really positive and overcome overcome the problems. Yeah, and how how do um how, what's the kind of range of accessibility do you sometimes have people on um crutches and stuff as well or is it mostly people in trampers that are coming with you guys um tr trampers are are one form of mobility scooter yeah okay no we don't but they have they are mobility scooters um we have different levels of walk um which disabled ramblers have put in place a level one perhaps is a tarmac path such as from shipley bridge up to avon down yeah 
um, and a level a level three will be um, something that's steeper, rougher, um, yeah, and it's just just a lot more difficult. So you need a different type of mobility scooter for for that type of thing. But definitely, it has to, people have to have the suitable scooter to be able to take part. Yeah. I think people find out about their own um, limitations as well, their own physical limitations and how they cope on uh, different surfaces and cameras and things. So, um, yeah, we've got to be mindful of that when we when we take people out. Yeah. And you haven't had, have you had any instances of uh, scooters and things going over or has it been mostly successful so far? <laughs> well, we have had the odd uh, scooter go over, particularly the three wheelers. Um, <laughs> And some have had three wheelers and moved on to four wheelers. And um, as a result of that, as a result of that, yeah. Um, we had the old puncture um, and the odd uh, overheating motor if we've uh, gone uphill. Gone uphill, very no. steep, very steep uh, <laughs> yeah. hill for too long. We know that we need to stop and rest and um, let the motor cool down. I was just about to say, how do you rectify that just with a brake? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. yeah. We do have a tow rope as well, so occasionally a scooter has had to be towed back. By another scooter. By another scooter, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that works quite well. <laughs> All adds to the adventure, I'm guessing. Yeah, it certainly does, yeah. <laughs> so obviously you guys are um, part of the Moreland Guides, but have you had um, interactions with, uh, you mentioned uh, disabled ramblers, um, kind of what, what links have you had with them and maybe with Dartmoor Park National Authority themselves? Kind of how these other groups kind of helped with what you're doing. Go on, Dawn. You, you... Yeah, we we we've had quite a lot of um, contact with the national park. Tim Russell is the access officer there, and if we find areas that we think could very simply be made more accessible, we get in contact with Tim, and mm. he's got volunteers, equipment, and things, so he can improve um, access. Yeah. We've done this at um, Haytor quarry for us and at Merryvale. We've also had some links um, with the Forestry Commission at Denver, Burnworthy, yeah. um, Yarna Wood, which is Natural England. Oh yeah. Thingle um, Woods, which is the Woodland Trust, I believe. Southwest Lakes at um, Baratal Reservoir. So yeah, we, we are making contact with people who manage the land across Dartmoor, because they're the ones who are actually able to do something um, when we find issues with the path. And Dartmoor National Park have got um, a venture called Miles Without Stiles, so they're keen to create accessible routes as well. And we've helped um, we've helped them recce those routes and, and make sure they're suitable for mobility scooters. Are they quite so, um, cooperative if there are, you've mentioned earlier, like gates needing changing and stuff, are they quite happy to do that where they can? Well, it's it's difficult with so many landowners on Dartmoor that it mm. you know it can be a very difficult process to get a gate change, but um, they, they'll <laughs> certainly they'll certainly push um, where they can. Yeah. Um, and we, I mean, at Merivale, Dawn mentioned Merivale there. We got a, a little bridge put in over a leak, which enabled access to the other side of the leak and opened up uh, some of the Bronze Age um, bits and pieces at Merivale. So um, yeah, they've done some they've done some good work. Okay, that's really exciting. Because thinking about like places like Emsworthy, Maya, because they've got started putting all their boardwalks uh, up over all the bogs there, haven't they as well? Um, but I'm guessing that that might not be totally accessible. Right, no. No, the access into Emsworthy Maya isn't really accessible. Oh, okay, fair enough. 
boardwalks just help those of us who aren't in trampers to keep our feet dry then. <laughs> they've certainly got some boardwalks around the Arboretum at Burrito Reservoir, which they've put in and we've, uh, you know, we've tested those out. Okay, that's cool. So how, how many people are in your core group that you were mentioning earlier that tend to come out? Um, I think we've got about 13 people who use mobility scooters and mm. about another five or six who come along as supporters. Plus yes, yes. Um, Andy and up myself and also Amanda Head, another Moreland guide. And we've got another two or three Moreland guides who help occasionally. It's a good good group of you then. Um, what is yeah, it about Dartmoor that you think makes people want to come there rather than some of that might be more accessible? Uh, what is it that you think? Do you think? Yeah. What? Why do Why do people choose to want to come up uh, onto Dartmoor to do these walks? Because when you kind of talk about the you know the possibility of all these obstacles, you think that obviously there's something that draws them to go there rather than just to like one of the uh, you know Howden or whatever where they could just do a track round. Yeah, I guess I guess uh, there's a whole host of reasons, but I mean the beauty of Dartmoor is there, the isolation's there, the, the challenge of trying routes that you wouldn't normally um, get to. Um, yeah, a lot, lot of lot of factors at, at play, but um, I think that you know the group itself has it's almost become a social meeting group as well, isn't it, Dawn? They're, they're yes, yeah, so one of the reasons it works. We all get on very well as friends. And yeah. we all just like going out, whatever the weather, just to enjoy being out on Dartmoor. It does does all of us a, a great deal of good to meet up socially, but also be in such a wonderful place to do it. Yeah. It's, I was just thinking about the weather, actually. Is there, obviously, you know, yeah, it can be very wet on Dartmoor. <laughs> Is there a certain level of rain where you have to say oh, it's not going to work because you worry about the motors or things? Or can you kind of go out on most weathers? There is a certain level because people get cold, because if you're on a mobility scooter, you're not generating heat in quite the same way as if you're, you're not walking. moving. Yeah. So it, it tends to be um, rain. You know, mm. if it's torrential rain all day, we will cool it off. Yeah. But we have been out in hail and snow and considerable rain. <laughs> and still had a good time. I mean, it's yes. pretty well essential to take waterproofs whatever time of the year. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a stipulation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what is it they say about uh, no such thing as bad weather, just the no. uh, incorrect clothing. <laughs> exactly. Um, I was just wondering about the, uh, actually, I haven't put it down on one of the questions I was going to ask about, but just in terms of funding, like, is it, um, are you guys kind of just doing it uh, out of like your kind of passion of Dartmoor and trying to make it accessible or is there funding involved from the like some of these organizations how, how does it kind of work? No it's all voluntary so all yeah voluntary. We, just, we just love what we're doing. Yeah yes and there's no charge to anybody who joins us. Okay. And during the walking festival the whole walking festival asks for donations to the Devonair ambulance but you know it is if you're able that other than that everybody is giving their time free of charge. Oh, awesome! Well, um, there's, a, there's a huge amount of satisfa satisfaction around finding a you know a new route and tracking <laughs> it with a group. It's uh, really satisfying. <laughs> what are, what's the longest route that you guys have managed to uh, to kind of plan out? Oh, crikey! I mean, there's you've got some of the military ring roads up round Oakhampton, which will give you a very long route. Mm. Um, it's, it's often we, the walkers that are the limitation. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get up. <laughs> the scooters can the... go further than we can <laughs> in actual distance, to, and yeah. they can go faster than we can as well. <laughs> and we, we have find ourselves jogging we, to catch up sometimes. Yeah, 
And we have been right to the highest point on Dartmoor, so up, up High Will A's and uh, Yes Tour. Um, we've been up when we've had a prolonged period of dry weather to make sure that the ground was suitable, and uh, we managed to get up there. And a couple of the group actually crawled onto the top of High Will A's. We've got some great photographs. So oh, that's um, awesome. We've been, yeah, we've been all over. It's quite surprising where we where where you can where where, where we can get. Do you have a favourite kind of uh, part that you like to go into, or do you just centre kind of roam everywhere where you can? Yeah, I like. Uh, yeah, I mean, new routes. I I, I just uh, I love the, the the new route. Yes, one of the routes we've done quite often is the um, the military ring road from Road Tour, because it has you you get right into the middle of the moor and you've got such wonderful views as well. That's one we've done a, a number of times. Okay. Whereabouts is that? Uh, is it North Dartmoor? Yes, it's from Oakhampton County. Okay. Oh, nice. Oh, brilliant. Um, what are some of the kind of positive impacts that you've had on the people involved? Are there any kind of particular examples uh, about the benefits of getting out on Dartmoor that you could share, like from any uh, any people in particular? There are lots of benefits. I mean, that social group I think is quite important yeah. for, all, for all of us. So we we all really enjoy it. Um, you know, and, and some of the members come every time we go out and we're, we're out twice a month usually yeah. um so it's that big social aspect um and just the uh you know the benefits for your mental health of getting out in the great outdoors mm. um yeah. you know it's the, the landscape the floor fauna and flora and everything else that you, you love about being outdoors really yeah um and i think their confidence um you know people's confidence improves over time as they realize they can um, challenge themselves a little bit more yeah. Um, and that you know that works for us as guides as well as um, as well as those on the on the scooters. Yeah, I guess it's uh, yeah confidence for you guys as well to know that you can take them somewhere a little bit more uh, rugged or whatever, and that yeah. it'll work. I mean, or some of the them from going somewhere too rugged. <laughs> <laughs> some are, some of them are very adventurous. So are they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, you have, you have to be quite brave on these scooters. Because yeah. you know you're going downhill or over a bump, and we have tried them, and it's it's not a very straightforward thing to do for for a beginner. It does take quite no. a bit of courage, particularly if you haven't got a lot of core strength or your legs aren't very strong. Mm. You know, it's, it's it's quite it's quite a group we work with. Yeah. Um. And um, have you still got some of the people from the original six years ago coming I mean, as well? Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. so. It's obviously really um made a big difference to them and their uh, their kind of routines in life. Then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I'm, I mean look, most of the core group is still still with us. That's fantastic. Um, I was just wondering. I did have a question a second ago, and I've completely forgotten what it was. You were talking earlier about um, uh, getting root ideas from other people, so obviously so people can phone can get in touch with you as well and say, can you recce? recce one here I want to go and see this or whatever um so do you get a lot of your group doing that as well is it kind of quite collaborative the route finding yeah it is uh, uh, yeah they'll come to, you know they, they may have seen something on the map they like the look of because you know they, they know what to look for um someone else may have mentioned a location that uh, that sounds really good and you know the, the more ideas the better and and, and if, you know we can we can have a look at it and so it's a walking festival, Dawn, you mentioned, is where people, new people can come and find you. So when's the walking festival? 
it's the last week of August. Your Christmas. Okay. It's the week with the um, August bank holiday. Okay, is. cool. The twenty seventh of August to the okay. fourth or fifth of so September. So, if people want to uh, get in touch about walks that are going on that week, they can just go onto like there's a, a website, isn't there, for the Dartmoor Walking Festival? Yes, there is. Yeah. Yes, and through that, they can find all the um, accessible walks are listed on the website. Um, there's an email address and which comes through to me and a phone number. So I okay. can answer all their queries and book them on any walks. Brilliant. Just thinking that although it's only May, August will be here before we know it. Yes. <laughs> um, was there anything else about WAG that you wanted to tell us about or that you wanted to mention that we haven't kind of talked about? Uh, we had a um, we, we had an invite to an access and countryside networking event um, a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, Dawn? Which was um, mm. a really co collaborative approach from from Dartmoor National Park, um, from various uh, disabled groups, uh, manufacturers of scooters, and the audience survey, um, looking at what they can add to their maps to help um, accessibility. Um, you know, it's, it was a real breadth and depth of people involved in accessibility issues and um, you know we, we found that really quite useful and made some good contact um, that was uh, at the youth hostel at Oakhampton um, oh, really yeah, over, over, over a couple of days yeah also so, um, yeah we, we have become quite well oh sorry Andy we have become quite well known um, we've been on, on spotlight a couple of times even on BBC six o'clock main news um, recently, we've, when, when um, Merton and his motorhome visited Devon, we had our own little slot on there. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, and more recently, um, when Countryfile was was down here, we we were involved in that, and now we've just been in the Guardian. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> that's really exciting. What was the article in the Guardian? Well, they had um, the ten, ten best walking festivals in the UK. Okay. Um, they picked out our accessible walks during the Dartmoor Walking Festival. I've yet oh, to find out how they knew or found out about it. I just <laughs> saw it, you know, while I was waiting to come on here. They've done some good research, obviously. <laughs> Andy, were you going to mention something else earlier? Um, I'm just looking through. Um, I, I don't. I, no, I don't think so. I think. Um, I think we've we've probably covered much of it. Yeah. I mean. I think the the secret, you know, to to more success is is, is working with with other partners. So you know, Dartmoor National Park, which we've we've done from the well pretty well at the start, really. Yeah. I think lots of other people are coming on board and they're more aware of the, the need to make things accessible. And instead of putting a, a gate in a kissing gate, for example, you know, put it put in a gate that's actually open disabled. Yeah, and it's yeah. disabled friendly to open because you can mm. put a gate in, but very often the gate won't be disabled friendly. So if that person with a disability is on their own, they're unable to open it. Mm. Uh, the other thing so, is, is a gate really needed? Yeah. Mm. Can, will a gap do? Can, can they make do with a gap? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's lots of um, there's lots of work on ongoing, and um, you know the, the word is getting out there. I think that's really exciting. Well, hopefully we've helped spread it a little bit more today. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, thank you for joining me today. I, I've been finishing all our podcasts just by asking everyone three quick questions. So I'll just keep you for five more minutes, if that's all right. 
and just ask you, um, uh, Dawn, you can go first. How do you relax? I'm guessing that I could probably know the answer. <laughs> I go running on the moor. Oh, amazing. I thought you might say walking on the moor, but uh, running on the moor, excellent. Yes, I go running on the moor. Mm. Excellent. What about you, Andy? Yeah, I did. I, I, walking's one of my yeah, favourites. So, uh, yeah, walking on the moor, walking the Lake District. Um, I do a bit of cycling and a bit of kayaking as well. So I just I just love the outdoors. Just being outdoors and active. Yeah, that's, that's really good. <laughs> and uh, what are you reading or listening to right now, Dawn? Um, oh, I'm reading a book by Jonathan Borters, who was a cyclist, a professional cyclist. And it's the tale of what went on during the... 80s and 90s with all the all the drug taking okay well, that it's sounds very interesting. interesting yeah sounds it what about you andy i've, I've read just read uh, breath by james nestor okay. which is all about um how we breathe and how we should be breathing through our nose and not our mouth oh, that's really um, interesting i think someone yeah, else mentioned that it's like um they talk he talks about it being sort of air conditioning unit of the body the the nose and we should be using it more and not not using the mouth to breathe um and there's some techniques around um uh, sleeping at night and not snoring so uh i think that's why my wife bought it for me <laughs> <laughs> i was about to say is there some practical applications that yeah. You can do for it? <laughs> so, yeah so you could put a little bit of micropore across both your lips to to, to encourage yourself to to breathe through your nose while you sleep and it, it does actually work and it stops you from snoring <laughs> oh, that's really interesting <laughs> that's a real plus uh, <laughs> if you snore you, you you know you're likely to wake up during the night so um you know hopefully improve your sleep as well you get a better you get a better night's sleep <laughs> yeah awesome i'll have to so. check that out <laughs> um and finally why is outdoors being uh, why is being outdoors important to you I just love, I think it's the, the freedom and the solitude of just being out there and having all the wild things around. It's just such a contrast to being in a house and being in a town. I just love the difference it brings to me. Yeah, I'd, I'd echo that. It's the, it's the landscape, it's the exploring aspect. It's the, with me, it's sometimes it's a physical um, challenge of, of getting around or, or beating the weather. Um, and also, um, I enjoy the navigating bit, map and compass, so that's uh, satisfying as well. Yeah, excellent. Awesome. Well, yeah, I kind of agree with both of you on most of that, I think. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for your time today, guys. Thank you very much. And yes. um, uh, I hope that the walking festival goes well and you get some more recruits to add to your gang. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Brilliant. Thanks so much. big thank you again to Andy and to Dawn for joining us to talk about the Wheels Access Group and uh, their work as Moreland Guides, where they're trying to make Dartmoor as accessible to as many people as possible. We hope you enjoyed listening to that episode and please don't forget to come back in a fortnight for our next podcast episode. As always, don't forget to rate the podcast, like, subscribe, share it with your friends and again, thanks for listening.